good evening good evening i'm here for a discussion with you sir yes please my question is that it's pretty evident that i exist and you exist and also you stated that ego doesn't exist great hmm. yes so um when someone calls you acharya prashant and yeah. you reply yes isn't that an identification which reflects an ego it is a thing that is useful to the other yeah it, it is a utility for the other it is a utility uh, for make, the other uh, like uh, would you make an absolute statement that uh, spiritually would you make an absolute statement that i am not acharya prashant i am something else not to you which only i know not to you not to, to you me, to, to you yourself, wait wait would you make wait, this wait, statement wait. to you i'll say something that is useful to you that i no, am the absolute the, what the absolute can be uttered only to the absolute the absolute and the false okay, okay. cannot engage in a conversation so that is why even when the truth has to engage with the ego it uses words remember that every single word represents a concept and is therefore in a sense flawed and false hmm but to engage with the ego one has to have an identity one has to use words one has to act in a bodily way otherwise even the body is false uh, but who is that one isn't that one again nothing but an ego which one no when i said one has to engage in a uh, uh, inward conversation with the ego but yeah. who is that one who has to engage the conversation with the ego isn't it again that is ego? that that one is the one the ego has been craving for the ego is the questioner right because the ego does not have the solutions and answers yes. right so okay. there is something that the ego desperately wants so there does exist something beyond the ego that is the one okay so if the questioner is ego then the answerer is again ego the answerer is ego yes is again ego so are you trying to say there is some kind of um, I, okay i have many questions actually i, I don't want to pose it in the follow up but uh, are you trying to say there is some observer who is uh, behind the questions and answers no you should be asking if the questioner is the ego and the answerer is the ego then yes, is it ego. is there a way the ego itself can help the ego that should be the question yes yes the yes. answer huh, yes. the answer there is yes the truth is absolute but not useful because the ego cannot touch the truth the ego cannot communicate with the truth therefore it is ego at a higher level that is useful to ego at a relatively lower level that's why we have stages of consciousness hierarchies hmm? um about consciousness i have a question i have many questions regarding this fundamental definitions please please what do you mean by consciousness so on my screen there are the two of us you and me that's consciousness to say i am 
and to perceive a world around you that you call as the other. That is consciousness. Uh, but the other is the appearance, right? The other is the appearance in your mind. So there is yeah. the experiencer and there is the experienced object. These two are consciousness. Both together complete consciousness. You cannot have just one of them. Yes, one doesn't exist without the other. Like, uh, for example, there is no doer without the doing and there is no speaker without the sound. Yes. Yes, it's true. Independent of what uh, it is conscious of. No, no. You cannot have consciousness independent of its object. Of appearances. Of its object, of its object. There is the subject, the experiencer, and unfortunately, what we call as the common consciousness always requires an object, and that is at the root of all our suffering. Uh, so, are you saying in an uncommon consciousness, both the experiencer and the experience disappear? Need not talk of that. Because we are trying to understand that uncommon thing from a very common point. And that is not useful. Oh, sir, uh, I'm here for absolute like understanding uh, whether no. it's useful or not. No, spirituality is about first of all starting from what is provable. Right now, the absolute is just fiction to you. Spirituality is not about gossiping, about fiction. Uh, I don't know the absolute. Absolute is fiction, but the word absolute is definitely fiction to me. Yes, yeah. and let it remain fiction. What we must care about is our immediate life, because that's the reason the speaker and the listener are corresponding. If everything is all right in our immediate life, then there is no need for this discussion. This discussion happens because we perceive something amiss. Because there is an inner, uh, inner hollow. Hmm? So that's what we must talk about. Spirituality proceeds on very, very real grounds. It does not dabble in imagination. It does not talk about this or that, God or you know, heavens or imagined universes. It talks about how you are living right now. Therefore, its aim is amelioration of immediate suffering, hmm? not discussion of uh, imagined entities or fiction or whatever. Scriptures do say that self is in inaction. Right. So, how would you convince this to a commoner that despite him listening to you, we have to convince him that his true self is not the listener. It's very easy. You see, right now, let's say 10 of you are listening to me, let's say, right? Yeah. What I'm saying yeah. is probably one thing. Hmm? I'm not uttering 10 different statements. But yeah. the 10 who are listening to me, if they are asked to write down what I have just said, hmm? and then exchange notes with each other, you will find a great deal of variance in the notes. In fact, you might find that some points in the notes contradict each other. 
Now, obviously, had the listener been one, there could have been no variance. Therefore, the listener cannot be called to be the truth. The listener has a great deal of subjectivity and that subjectivity is what brings about haziness and falseness. So, the one who is listening is usually not listening for the truth. The one who is listening is usually listening from his own center to defend his own interests and that is what brings about the variance in the notes. So, it is an easy thing to just see and prove to yourself. No, to a commoner, like for example, uh, the, the, the club of Omega has uh, conducted this meet. So, from the absolute point of view, it is like stating you are not the one who is conducting the meet. That is very true. It might sound crazy for someone who is not. Yes, yes. And you must be prepared to face that craziness because you see, not only have you not conducted this meet, you are also not the one uttering these statements right now. Yes, exactly. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, wait. You are also not the one who probably chose to take admission in a particular college. You are also not the one who falls in love with a particular person. You are also not the one who goes towards a particular food choice or sartorial choice. We are driven by the configuration of our body and the conditioning of our mind. Therefore, we are really not the doers or the actors and that is very, very easy to see. When you see people moving about in herds, when you see people making choices as a crowd, then it is obvious that those people do not exist as choosers because there has been no choice really. It is either your body that decides for you or people outside of you and conditions outside of you that make the choices. So, therefore, the chooser does not really exist and there is, there is no complication in communicating this to the other provided one has clarity. So, do not think that there is something so crazy that you cannot just communicate it to the other. It is possible and it is also facile. It is like, uh, um, it sounds crazy for someone who has not actually gone through it. For example, um, it is like, you, go, you just go for a 10 kilometer jog and you come back and you have to accept the fact that you are not the one who jogged 10 kilometers. Yeah, you can have for example, a Google car <laughs> and it has done 10 yeah. kilometers, has it done anything on its own? A Google car, forget any car, any car, your, your, your car, its dashboard, hmm? it is telling you it is done 2 lakh kilometers. Has it done anything on its own? And it is possible yeah. that the driver of the car is just another car. Yes, uh, that was good, that was a very good analogy. Yeah. So, I to say the concepts of effort, choices are just illusions, effort. You know, if you can see that, it will take you very, very far or very, very close to yourself. Yes, true. What we call as effort is basically the sensations and uh, the little thought, that very highly identified thought, 
which we call as effort. Don't don't even need to don't even need to say that much. Just say what we call as effort is just like the heating up of the car engine. Much fuel right. has been burnt, a lot of energy has been dissipated, a lot of distance has been covered, but nothing really has been done because there is no chooser there. Right. Uh, I, like, I think there's a very important statement which people should understand because they live with the notion that they can actually do something when they're very, uh, when that very form or the appearance of doing is it comes out of nowhere there is no particular explanation but at the same time kindly don't yeah. rush to conclude that choice yeah. is not possible at all or that free will cannot exist at all potentially it can actually it does not and that's the travesty of human life hmm? our potentiality remains uncovered a car has no choice. The car is never really going to make a choice. Even potentially it has no choice. But as human beings, it is possible for us to go beyond our configuration and conditioning and make great choices, make free choices. Unfortunately, we do not do that. And again, choices only, they uh, increase the individuality, right? The choices and the efforts, all these. Most of what we call as free choices are just conditioning in another garb. Okay. Uh, I have one more question, which is like the philosophy which you support called Advaita Vedanta, it, uh, it treats self as an entity. entity. Which self, the false or the real one? The real. No, it does not. No, so that's it. Okay, uh, maybe I, I, I'm not very well informed. Okay. Yeah, you're not. I had a doubt. If it is an entity, then an entity should be made of no, smaller no. entities. No, 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 no. The yes. true self or the absolute is yes. not even something you can think of. That's why I said absolute to the ego is just fiction. Hmm? It is not an entity. It is not material. It is beyond mind, beyond intellect, beyond comprehension. The eyes do not reach it, the mind cannot think of it, the tongue cannot talk of it. So it's not an entity so of it all. It's formless. I'm saying it does not exist at all in the way we use the word existence. Okay. Well, existence, we define it in general, it's defined by the forms, right? We say this exists. It has a form, it has a smell, it has a form, it has a smell. It is something that can be ideated. It is available to mentation and conceptualization. Even when it did not exist, it firstly existed as an idea. The truth, yes. the self cannot exist even as an idea, let alone a material form. Yes, but uh, I asked a question in the middle, which is, are you trying to say that the truth is formless? No, what I'm saying is the truth is nothing that you can think of. If you say truth is formless, again, you have violated the truth. Yes, yes. The, the very formless, that word again is a form. I, I get what you're saying. Great, great. I'm trying to actually saying like, say like, it's if you not want a form. To... Let, let's say, let me say what it's not. Rather than focusing ah. on what it is, let's see what it is not. That's, so that, not that's the way of Advait Vedant. That's yeah, the way of Advait Vedant, the way of negativa. Yeah, yeah. The way of negation, neti neti. Just say what it is not. 
so that you stay clear yeah, of falseness I had a lot of uh, like uh, troubles like uh, i was getting caught up with words the moment i try to define it the very definition becomes the object of interest it goes and uh, it was a continuous loop it went on and on and on stay with and the then, negation uh, i just came to know uh, to be honest i can never say what it is i can only say what, yes. what it is not yes yes and yes. then i said to go by that way okay sir um, thank you very much for answering but i have one more question please one question which is uh, it is stated that the self or uh, the fundamental nature in every life is same it's non dual can you logically prove it to me go back to the previous discussion hmm? the one that we were having just a minute back all that can be proven all that can be proven is that which all sentient beings think of their nature is false you cannot prove that their real nature is one but you can prove that whatever they call as their nature is not their nature it is false so they are united by way of this negation negate everything that they think of or believe in or or identify with and you are left with this nothingness and all zeros are equal to each other right and that's the way the the height of consciousness or the base of consciousness or the non dual nature of all beings is one because all zeros are equal to each other Hmm? That's just a way of putting it. You get this? Yeah, I get what you're saying. But is it even right to conclude that consciousness is one, or it is not even one? No, no, it is not even one. The scriptures put it very clearly. It is not two. You you begin. It's you 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 begin with actually two million, and they say all diversity is false. So not two million, then not two, and then not even one. Not even one. Okay, so you're saying only it is. Don't say that. Don't say that. Okay, I'll say what it is not. So <laughs> it is not two. It is not one. I'll leave it like that. Yeah, stop there. Okay. And when you stop there, the ego stops, and that's the goal of all spirituality. Okay, the uh, discussion with you actually brought a lot of ideas in my head. I can't believe I came up with the negation. It's like sometimes you get the uh, way, but suddenly you forget about the negation, yeah. and then you go back to the old ways, searching that's, what is it. That's a trap. That's a trap to never think of anything as affirmative. Nothing concludes anything. Nothing proves anything. You know, a word for the truth is a prameya, and a prameya means that which cannot be proven. It is beyond. all proof it is okay. beyond the might of the one trying to prove the truth is beyond prama it is a prameya prameya okay um the next one is going to be very basic question sir like two questions two basic questions uh it's often uh, observed by the by the speaker myself speaker that uh, the word awareness is being used in the places where the word knowledge should be used yeah. for example awareness for lgbt activism is awareness the right word to be used or is it knowledge 
you see does that surprise you that we conflate the highest with the middling that's the way we all live that's the way the world is awareness is the highest word that there can be but just as in our lives we have no respect for the highest even our language has no respect for the highest yes sir actually and then uh, very often people are being taught how to concentrate in all the meditation camps mm. in the promise that they will attain something called highest but why if we actually concentrate and get something is it even it's isn't it more of an accumulation so my question is could you differentiate between these three key terms called awareness attention and concentration awareness and attention okay. both have different awareness since you said it's the highest <laughs> at least uh, define what concentration or attention is yeah, yeah i'm doing that in both concentration and attention there is an object okay yeah. in concentration the concentrator the subject yeah. is looking at that object with an intention towards self preservation for example a cobra appears in front of you you will concentrate on it the intention is not to understand the cobra but to save your own life self preservation when the exam dates approach you concentrate on your textbooks the intention is not really to understand what is going on but to somehow survive the examination that's concentration in which the intention of the subject is self preservation right okay. you're looking at something yeah. and you want to remain who you are in fact you are looking at that thing in a very focused way just to secure your own existence that is concentration it's again of the ego obviously where there are two there is the ego so that goes without saying right yeah. now come to attention yeah. in attention again there are two but the intention changes now the attentive one is saying my existence or continuity or preservation do not matter i am looking at that object to understand that object i am attending to that object i am a servant to that object the object comes first i come later the object comes first i come later here again obviously yeah. the whole process the phenomena is dualistic because there are two but the intention has changed you know the word attend attend means to serve i am a servant yeah. of the object i am looking at and that is attention and if the process of attention goes deep enough then obviously you keep the object so much ahead of yourself you keep it so much more important than yourself that your own size diminishes greatly it diminishes so much that figuratively it is said that you disappear and that disappearance is awareness in attention you attend to the object you are looking at Hmm? you are experiencing perceiving whatever focusing on whatever it is in your sensory field or mental field whatever and that object you have evaluated to be so very important 
that you forget all about your own security and you let that object reign supreme. When that object becomes so much important to you, it becomes so big to you, then your own size diminishes. And your own size can diminish so much that it can be metaphorically said to have reduced to near zero. And that disappearance of the self, the perceiver, the subject is called awareness. I am saying, am I audible now? Yes, you are audible now. Sir, uh, sir as you explained the, uh, about awareness, so can we understand this awareness uh, with, with the help of any example? No example is possible. You can have examples of things and objects. You cannot have an example of disappearance. You are asking me, can there be an example of nothing? Awareness no, means no, no, you no, are I'm gone. I am saying uh, a player uh, totally indulged into playing. Hmm. Can it be said that he is in that state? He can be very attentive, but he cannot move into hmm. awareness. Reason is okay. simple. Hmm. In attention, the one you are attending has to be so extremely dominating, so very beautiful, so worthy of adulation, that you give your consent to your reduction or disappearance or annihilation. You do not want to die for trivia, do you? You would want to lay down your life for only something colossal. Now, a player is not involved in anything colossal, therefore he can have attention but not awareness.